Hi there guys and welcome to today's episode of the Back in Shape podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about neck pain, giving you a rundown of how it comes about, some of the stresses and strains from daily activity that really create trouble for our necks long before we have any real neck pain. And we're going to really be drawing on the clinical experience from over the years, looking at necks and also comparing them to the lower back because there are stark similarities between the two areas, not only in the way in which they fail, but also in the way in which they are approached by traditional approaches. It's this overuse of flexion, this constant seeking to stretch muscles that are already significantly stretched. And again, unfortunately, like in the lower back, a considerable misunderstanding or lack of understanding for the deep structure of the spine, how it works, how it fails, and more importantly, how that needs to be considered for actually resolving neck issues for the long term and building a stronger neck, just like in the lower back. So for many of you that are followers of the program, not just the podcast or the YouTube channel, you will hear some very, very similar sort of stories and themes running through this particular episode. As always, there's a comment section down there. So hopefully, if you do have any questions, you feel comfortable to post those in the comment section. We read and reply to all of those to ultimately help you guys better with these podcasts. And also your feedback helps us understand what sort of topics, videos resonate most with you. And then we can sort of incorporate that into our plan going forward. So first and most important thing, we need to understand the structure of the neck. What is the structure of the neck? So I've got the spine here and I do apologize to those of you that are listening only. This is going to be another one of those episodes, which is a little bit more visual. Um, We want to look at the neck first and foremost and identify that we've got the spine here. From the side, we've got a backward bending curve. Now, compared to the lower back, the lower back actually has more of an elliptical curve, meaning it has different amount of curve at the bottom of the lumbar spine than at the top of the lumbar spine. The neck is uniform. It's supposed to be a backward bending C shape. And this is the back of our skull here. Our jaw and face would be over here on the spinal model. And that is important because it's this natural backward bending curve. This is first developed when we start lifting our head as a newborn child, we start developing this backward curve. Remember, when we're in utero, in the uterus, as we're developing, we have one smooth forward bending rounding curve to our entire spine. It's with the actions as we go as a developing small child and then as a teenager, etc., that we actually develop these curves. But in most of us as adults, we should have, all of us as adults, sorry, we should have this nice smooth C-shaped curve. What does that do? Well, we have a tremendous amount of ligamentous support. We've got the large ligamentum nuchae. We've got the interspinal ligaments. We've got many ligaments on the back part of the spine and relatively few on the front. Why? Because the primary role of this section of the spine is to load bear. And we have a lot supporting that curve to to work in tandem with the muscles so that the spine can function effectively to absorb shock, to move around, etc. Remember, just like in the lower back and other regions of the spine, these ligaments need to have tension running through them so that they hold this space. This spine obviously has a metal rod going through it. Hopefully yours doesn't. And instead, you've got these ligaments that form and hold that space there so that it has a stable, tense system that the muscles can then act on and move it in different directions. And we have a huge range of motion in the neck. And this is one of the reasons why. Clinically, we would always see the alignment issues with necks were often so much more percentage in percentage terms worse than those in the lower back. Someone might come in with lower back with significant lower back pain of long-standing duration with you know significant degenerative change, disc bulges, etc. And their lumbar curve might only be reduced by say 50-60%, which is very significant for the lower back. But when we're talking about the neck, we'd have people coming in with reversed neck curves. Their neck is bending the wrong way. It takes such a long period of time of failed development and misuse 
to get the neck to eliminate all of its curve and start bending the wrong way, some as much as 150%. So you can see this neck actually bends backwards. Some people would come in, and this is more rare, of course, but significant so, that their neck was actually bending 20 degrees the wrong way, which creates all sorts of havoc. If I go back to those ligaments, the many ligaments on the back part of the spine to support this natural backward bending, when the neck is bending the opposite direction, those ligaments just can't do their fundamental job. So there is huge degrees of instability and a lot of difficulty in resolving neck issues when the alignment is so poor. If we look at the structure of the neck, we've got a tiny little spine here, much, much smaller than the lumbar spine. And we have a very large head, about the weight of a bowling ball on top of here. And anyone that's injured their neck will know that that weight all of a sudden becomes very, very obvious when we have a neck injury. And it's not so obvious when we don't. We take for granted the balance that should be going through this section of the spine, supporting the weight of the head fundamentally, effortlessly, because we're not aware of that weight on a daily basis. It's not just this network of the skeleton and the ligaments of the spine, but also the musculature around here that then supports that weight. When the fundamental strut is in the wrong position, we have a lot of problems. So how does this actually happen in daily life? Well, I've mentioned about the normal development of the curves. Well, nowadays in modern life, we have these smartphones all over the place. We spend hours hours on them every single day, looking down, checking social media, communicating for work or for pleasure, whatever the case may be, we're looking down all the time. And those ligaments are the things that dictate the rate of curve. It is nothing to do with the muscles, although the muscles influence that. The ligament balances or imbalances that we are designed with, remember, when we were in utero in the, as a fetus, we had one shape, and then it was repetitive use of being in that crawling position for a long period of time that caused that adaptation. And it's repetitive use over months and years that causes the degradation, the incorrect adaptation. And we spend so much time nowadays looking down at our phones. The thing with the neck compared to the lower back though, is that we might have some inflammation starting to build up. And let's say we've lost the curve in our neck. Well, as we lose the curve in our neck, we bend forwards. These holes where the nerves come out, they get larger. So not only have we got a larger area for inflammation to build up in before it becomes problematic and maybe irritates some of the nerves and starts giving us pain, but also we're moving our neck more. Even if we're very sedentary, we're moving our neck around, looking at different areas, maybe the computer over here and then another screen over here and maybe your next door neighbor over there. We tend to move our neck a lot more. So we don't tend to get that same build of inflammation as we might get when we're sedentary and sat down in our lower back. And that can often mask the buildup of symptoms. And we first notice that discomfort in the musculature around the trapezius region where it starts to know I'm, I'm having to carry more weight every single day. The head, as I said, is the weight of a bowling ball. It's protruding forwards in many of us, maybe from desk space work or otherwise, especially if we have a reversal in that neck curve, it's now very inefficient. And so those muscles are having to work harder every day to carry effectively a heavier head. The other thing to bear in mind as well is that this was a C-shaped curve. So if the muscles are designed to run from A to B in that C-shaped curve, if we straighten the curve, what happens to the distance those muscles are traveling? Now with muscles, that will increase, as if that wasn't obvious as me stretching my hand, and that means that those muscles are going to be in a relatively elongated position compared to the usual. And in that elongated position, they will be weaker. They will not be as strong as they are in a neutral position, and that also bear, you have to bear that in mind for trauma. 
if naturally we're in a precarious position with the muscles in a disadvantageous position, not only are they going to be grumpy on a daily basis and we stiff, tense, sore, and we want to stretch those, we feel like we want to stretch those, we shouldn't because they're elongated and we need to be more wise to that. And, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But we're also in a position where any sort of traumas, knocks, whiplashes, they're less equipped, less poised to be able to deal with those in an effective manner. So it's more likely we're going to get trouble with those particularly um, disadvantageous events that might happen to all of us. But for us, our muscles are already in such a weak position because they've been elongated so much, it's problematic. Now that goes into that tension side of things, the common way that people will look to alleviate their neck pain. And that is that because these muscles are tense, because our head's forwards, maybe we've also then, because of the head going forwards, we load the discs more and we create injuries, micro traumas to those discs and the other ligaments that are trying to hold on but being stretched all the time. But also we have that tension through these muscles. So what do we do? Look A quick look on YouTube will tell you, you need to stretch those muscles more. So we pull down, pull down, we feel that stretch. Oh, it feels nice, but sore, and we're not really sure. And we continue to do that, stretching even more. And in the process of stretching, we're then compressing on these little discs on all on the front here, creating more trouble, especially if we've got any minor strains from previous injuries. We're going to re-aggravate that. And then we find, hmm, this isn't really working. I'm not getting any relief for my neck pain because my muscles are tense and sore. And I keep doing these stretches, but it's just not working. Well, one of the problems with this is that we have a lack of strength here. And maybe we've actually got normal strength muscles, but because we're putting them in such a compromised position every day, that normal strength is just not built to deal with a, a torrential assault of increased forces every single day. I use the example, if you're, if, you're, if you're riding around on your moped, for example, around town, your moped's going to be fine. It's used to carrying you. You're a normal weight. You maybe a bit heavier than most, but it's fine. It manages. The engine's not too unpleasant. But if you're walking around or riding around on your moped every day, pulling a trailer full of a ton of stuff because you've got increased strain because your head's going forwards, that moped is going to get really, really grumpy. It's going to get tense. It's going to get noisy. It's going to get screechy. The engine's going to burn out just like these muscles up here. Now, we don't need to stretch them more. We need to take the load off. And how do we do that? Well, we're not going to get into specific conditions in this particular live stream, this particular, sorry, uh, this particular podcast episode, but I will talk about some general principles because they will apply to those specific conditions, whether it's a disc bulge, some degree of minor strain, whether it's a trapped nerve, which is very similar to that sciatica in the lower back, what's trapping it, we need to understand that. Whether it's the gnosis of the spinal column in some degree caused by something again, we need to understand what causes the stenosis, what causes the trapped nerve. Invariably, it's something to do with inflammation in that area, maybe some bony spurs and maybe some disc material degenerate or bulging or something in between. But the principles are we need to take strain off. And what that can mean is a number of things. It can mean reassessing our posture. You will hear online in many places, that, oh, well, posture doesn't matter. Posture exerts pressure. Different postures exert more pressure. Posture does make a difference to the mechanical load. Although you may have, prior to your injury, been conditioned for really bad posture because you had lots of strong muscles that were stronger than the average and your ligaments had kind of calcified a little bit to deal with that constant strain. Yes, you do sometimes see that on x-rays where the ligaments on the back here almost create this little protuberance that's even larger because they've calcified, because they've been pulled on for so long so badly. But I digress. We want to take pressure off that structure. And that doesn't mean pulling the chin towards chest. There are some simple exercises that we can do, however, to take that pressure off. We can realign our posture for starters, standing against the wall, 
just to get a gauge of what is normal posture. If you've got such bad neck alignment and you've let these injuries go on for so long, then you might actually find the process of bringing your head back up against the wall is actually too difficult to bear. You can't do that. And that is a cue to say, look, you need to be able to stand up straight because not standing up straight increases strain on the very structures that are injured and causing the inflammation. So that's a vicious spiral going the other way. You need support to be able to do that. And that might be with a little bit of treatment or it might be self-treatment using things like ice. Some of the tips we'll talk about in this video as well to calm down the excess inflammation there. But that's important. Just on a quick tangent with regards to ice, you will again see people talking about don't use ice on the spine on injuries. Use heat instead because heat helps circulation. It's wrong because around peripheral joints, that's true, that's fine. There's no harm in using heat to improve the circulation to a sprained wrist, but a sprained wrist doesn't have the same characteristics of the enclosed spinal holes, which are bony canals, and let inflammation build up out of control there by using heat in an inappropriate manner, and you will know about it very quickly. It's different rules of the game when it comes to the spine, and we have to be wiser than just go, no, heat helps with circulation. It's juvenile, and it's wrong quite frankly. Yes, we need to use ice correctly, but hopefully that sets that bit apart. And we have plenty of guidance talking about ice specifically with the lower back. The same rules apply in the neck. It's the same fundamental issue there. Although maybe we want to use icing for a little bit less time because the neck doesn't have as much tissue between where we want to get to and the surface of the skin. One of the other ways, apart from standing with good posture and getting that gauge that we can improve the pressure that's going through our spine or decrease that, is just simple towel exercise. It's so very effective for us in the lower back. The same thing applies here. Too many of us have bad alignment in our neck. We spend too long doing inappropriate activities, looking down, etc., for long periods of time. We cause trouble for our neck. Simply putting our neck back into a supported position or lying down on your back, maybe on the bed if it's particularly bad, but on the floor is best, to support that natural curve in the neck it takes pressure off the discs, it takes pressure off these ligaments on the back here, it takes pressure off these muscles that are overworked, it takes pressure off from the, the load of gravity on the spine, and doing it for three to five minutes at a time, a couple of times a day, especially when you're particularly acute, can be a great option. Again, on the YouTube channel and on the website, we have guidance on how to do this specific exercise. The final thing we can do if we're finding that our neck is a bit stiff and stuck, you will see exercises like chin tucks where you pull the chin in and pull backwards like so. That is a bad exercise, why? Because as we pull that chin in, we flatten the spine again. These are people that are not considering the underlying alignment of the neck and that is very important when we do this. A better way to get this working is to use a support, a towel, and or a band as a artificial fulcrum. That way, when we do our chin tuck, we have the support on our spine that allows us to pull back with a curve rather than buckle our neck in an inappropriate manner. If you're someone with what's called a military straight neck or reversal in the curve in your neck, this is particularly important. It's the only way you can start to get your neck bending in the right direction again. And I would also add that the towel exercise mentioned earlier is another one that is vitally important to really help you start to restore and put things back in the right position. If you just sprained your finger and it's flying off to the left-hand side, you wouldn't walk around within that position all day. That's silly. You try and put it back to the right position so that the ligaments either side of this particular injured structure can actually go back to their normal, natural balance. And that's what we're trying to do with the neck here. Now, if you're watching this or listening to it on one of the platforms that's not our website, 
There'll probably be a link in the description. You can head over to the website and down at the bottom of the page on this particular uh, episode of the podcast, there'll be three steps that you can follow to take immediate action and start helping your neck. It just goes into things in a little bit more of a clear and concise manner. It's free. Just check it out. It's on the bottom part of this particular page. Link in the description. So hopefully this has been a enlightening and a thought-provoking episode of the Back in Shape podcast. I know it's the neck. is a bit of a different topic, uh, but it is something that's helpful. And understand, please, that what I'm talking about, although in some areas it's a little bit provocative, talking about the alignment, etc., that's based on literally thousands of individual necks, seeing patients, many of whom that used to visit us in the clinic and, and, and other clinics over the years, have always come in with accompanying neck pain or back pain with accompanying images of their cervical or lumbar spine. So we have this unique insight into what's actually going on. Many of the people that will poke holes in what we're saying here and criticizing, well, did you know that actually rubbing the muscles feels good? Those people don't have that insight into the spine. It's just not something they've been exposed to, which is why they kind of get blindsided by this information and sometimes get a little bit defensive about it as well. But hopefully we've given you guys a good understanding. And as always, we've got that comment section down there to really help you iron out any creases. If anything didn't make sense, please ask us down there. And of course, for all of you that are in our premium membership, we have those live Q&As and we have the premium group where we can help you guys in a much more direct way. As always, if you did find this video helpful, the episode helpful, consider subscribing to the channel and the podcast. Give it a thumbs up. And if you know someone else struggling with their neck and keeps going around in circles, consider sharing this one with them. Until next time, have a great day.